0: If you don't like, you're gonna go on a killing spree to shop in make <laughs> Confidence of a hero or fool? I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. It's That's to my life do. That's okay. It means something. It means something. And they gotta wait. You know, that's my take on it. what's here. Protonic
1: Reversal! That's like a science thing,
0: right? Indeed, indeed, indeed it is. It is a science thing. It is a science place. It is a scientific fact. They were all up in your face. It is time for the one, the only, Protonic Reversal! Welcome, welcome, welcome to it. Welcome once again. Uh, So great, so great to be here. And so great to be here with... uh, A, a living legend of rock and roll, if I may be so bold. Uh, Chester wow. Augusta, welcome, Chesh, Welcome to the show. It's been it's been at least five years, I think, right? At least, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> it's interesting. Jared say five I'm, years. You know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Of course, I've, yeah, most folks would know you from the mighty, incomparable, incredible icons of badass live music, Stinkin' Lizaveta.
2: Stinking Lizaveta. Wait, what?
0: Yes, yeah, the Stinking Liz. Stinking Liz for those in the know. And I am uh, I, I'm excited to talk to you. This this is uh, I should have thought of doing this a long time ago. So thanks for agreeing to do it first of all. <laughs> My pleasure. Secondly, how you do? How you doing with quarantine? How's lockdown treating you? Like what's uh, what's happening oh, with you?
2: We're surviving. We have a dog, and you know she gets loads of attention and gives back all the you know comfort and love we need, and. Um, I've been doing, I'm still teaching. So, uh, so, you know, I had a couple families. I, I, I did Zoom lessons for a while. And then the kids got well and truly sick of Zoom because they got, all got back in Zoom school. Yeah. And there's, there's really literally not an educator alive who will tell you that Zoom is cool. And for <laughs> drums, it's a complete nightmare. I mean, the latency is comical, number one. Right. Number two, the drums overwhelm everyone's devices, microphones. And oh, most, like, and, and every out, household yeah. has <laughs> different. Every household has a different level of, you know, like how good their Wi-Fi is. So it's just it was, but but a, a couple of brave parents um, have allowed their kids to come back and and some adults to come back. We uh, wear mask and f- full face shield. I got my basement studio, which is where I am now, and um, so there's only two people down here at a time. And I boosted the ventilation and. That's how COVID is treating me.
0: You've you so, got but, something workable. <laughs> You've got something that works for you, which is yeah, <clears throat> which is great. Uh, yeah. do, do you find that, and I find it so interesting when, when folks that are kind of born and raised rock and roll people get into teaching, um, do you find <laughs> that the, 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 the kids you're teaching, like what, what are their interests? Like where are they coming from?
2: Oh, gosh, it's a complete range of... Uh, I, so I have one student who's completely mad about Sun Ra. Wow. And <laughs>
1: awesome. Yeah,
2: and then there's one student... Um, you know, it, it, I don't have time to keep track of, like, all the new music and stuff, so I let my students just lead me around by the nose. And you can always pick out something, you know, that's at a student's level f- from whatever song. So right now I'm listening to Mother Mother um, doing a little recording session with the student, we we picked out a loop from Hayloft, and we're recording that bass and drums. I'm, I'm, I get to play bass, <laughs> nice. Um, which I love to do. And then so, and then what is it? Oh yeah, Tongue Tied apparently is everybody's high school song now.
0: I don't um, know what that is, but that's okay.
2: Tongue Tied. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean. It's like, but I wouldn't necessarily dig this kind of music out, and I certainly wouldn't be at the high school dance, you know. So I won't know that what <laughs> right. what song there. Um, so I really actually value uh, my students, you know, music picks and choices to bring in to learn.
0: And so, yeah. And is it, I mean, and it's so, drums are so foundational to like rock music, right? And, and, to, and to like most of like the world that we come from. And, and do you find that there is that, that kind of excitement of like, hey, I'm going to hit things now. I'm going to hit the things to make the thing happen. Like, do you find that is that um, same level of excitement or does it come from a more... Academic place.
2: Yeah. Once again, that really depends on the student, and I, I some a lot of my students are fascinated by the the contraption and how it and how you work it and um, how beats are put together. Like so, there's an intellectual aspect to it. Um. My, I mean, my card says, Play Smarter, Rock Harder. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm, I mean, I'm already selecting for, you know, students who are going to, you know, use their bodies and their brains. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm trying to think of... I mean, I, I had one kid who, who was 10 and didn't know what to do and ended up being like an incredible metal drummer. Mm. And so part of it for for him was definitely like full extension, I gotta hit this right, you know, release for him, but oh,
0: yeah, there's just a range, every person's different, you know well, yeah, and and the reason why I bring it up I've been you know lucky in, I haven't actually played with that many drummers in my, in my life, I've just played with the same drummers for long periods of time, but they've always been really great and i but I feel like a couple of years ago, speaking personally, I decided to kind of pick up minimal. Drum playing, because first of all, like the drum set of my dreams came up for sale at a ridiculously low price. Oh, uh, brilliant!
2: I want to hear all about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and uh, and and then I was I was thinking about, I was like, well, this should help me in terms of like being a songwriter, being a guitar player, like being able to just like understand what is and is not a drum beat that a human being can or should play. You know, things Thanks. things along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, you can't be you can't be like Beethoven and try to write like high C for all your low
0: altitudes. Right. This is I mean so are going to play this, right?
2: (laughs) It's it's really it's a frustration for drummer. This is going to be a probably way too broad generalization, but it's a frustration for drummers. We we kind of always know where we are in relation to it's our job. It's part of our job. Like oh yeah, that's right. That's the guitar, and I'm here. And like how are things crossing? Am I accenting? Am I uh, count, Counterpointing? Am I setting something up? I know where they are, and um, it always—I I mean, not always—but like I've been—I've ast- been astonished by by um, sometimes a guitar player who really doesn't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: I'm, gonna, I'm not naming any, oh, yeah, yeah, But
2: I play with a lot of guitar players, okay? And um, yeah, and and it, it's not that it makes the music worse. It's just that they ha- some the, this whatever person might have a different idea of how to kind of suss out the architecture of a song. But yeah, I, I do get amazed by that. Like, so, so hats off to you for taking on the drums, because yes, it is going to make you a better guitar player.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, an, it's not like I have some illusions about becoming a fantastic drummer or anything. It literally was just like, I want to understand this better. And also it's a good release. I can go to a room and just like, you know, hit things for a while. And, Oh, that's, that's yeah. great. And like, I'm, yeah. you know, whatever. I, I, I'm at I'm at the level of how are we talking about me by the way, but I, I'm at the level of the the I, I call it the drunk at a party drummer, you know where there's a bunch <laughs> of drunk people and there's a drum set and hey you're really good no I I guarantee you I am not but I can hold the drum beat and it seems like I'm really good because you're having a good time,
2: yeah yeah well yeah. I mean, you can play it so simple. Like if yeah, you can exactly. do a boom and a crack and
0: a boom. I'm not trying to get above you my can station. Be in the
2: band. Yeah. You can keep doing that. You can be in the band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're willing to do that over and over and over and over again, you can be the drummer.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all, you have <laughs> everything
2: is, else is gra- everything else is gravy. <laughs> all
0: you got to have is the tenacity to stick with it and uh yeah, uh, not lose your place and lose, lose everything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do want to talk a bit about uh it's funny you mentioned like, you know, always knowing where you are with the music. Because with Stinkin' Liz, like I feel like, such an, first of all, it's such an incredible live act. And uh, always has been uh, throughout the years. That has never changed. And it, there is a certain sort of transgressive quality as a listener to the music. So, say more about that. What do you mean? So it's sort of like if, if you... And, and I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not really someone where illicit substances or something. But the music kind of takes you on a journey, right? So as a listener, you're experiencing right. it differently... Whereas, I mean, they're, they're compositions and they're, and they're focused, they're tightly focused, they're songs. Uh, But, you know, you don't have, uh, you know, traditionally speaking, you usually, you don't have like vocals or anything to to go with. So how do you, how do you orchestrate it like in your head to make sure? And and again, a lot of this I'm sure is just muscle memory and like doing it over and over and over again. But like, how do you, how do you figure it all out to know that like, Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. They're like, ah, that's where that is. That's where that is. Is it do you do any oh, cues or anything or what's the what's the secret Ben sauce? The
2: secret Oh, the secret sauce is okay, that's a good one. Um Alexi is telepathic, so he makes me look better than I am on the drums. <laughs> he can follow me through anything. Um Yanni is just the music.
0: Yeah. He embodies it. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Um uh and I am I uh I'm not god's gift to drumming but I know how to inhabit a song. <laughs> that's a that that was a nice answer for like it, you you could be asking about writing process and and that's like a really weird process with us. We bang things together, we try them out. Um we, we I'm not sure if we've ever actually finished yeah we have we have finished certain songs to our satisfaction but we take stuff on the road and (laughs) and 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 songs just keep on changing and morphing even though they're still through composed yeah we keep changing them so except for a number of examples i can think of right off the top of my head that i really actually play almost the same way every time you know, we say something once uh, in rock and roll, and if it's not worth saying again, then you're probably not playing rock and roll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and it and it sort of occurs to me that, yeah, and one of the reasons why I didn't necessarily start off the compositional piece of it is because, you know, singing Liz is, is such a definitional live act. It's sort of like the, I feel like you're a band that you can't. I you can tell someone, hey, just come see this band with me. Like you don't just 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 come do it, and. They'll see it and they'll have a great time and i've done this before too I'd be like, whoa that's great and which says a lot and it's something where uh you know and i'd also like to talk about what that means when you can't play uh when you're someone that has devoted your life to being at sea and playing uh, uh, but i guess you you always seem to have a good handle on where you're going with a set you always have seem to have a good handle on where everything's happening at, at the same time and is it just i mean how does it all How does it all fit together How does the jigsaw puzzle yeah. fit together
2: Yeah So I mean We have We use all of the cues You know the set of cues That every other You know musician has ever used um, The hairy eyeball <laughs> um, <laughs> The uh, We wrote this So that we all know How to count to four And then to eight And then we <laughs>
0: um, well, Where do you can, Where's your four <laughs> Well here's my four Yeah
2: Oh, it's amazing though. They're, like, I just, I'm, I'm always back on my, like, en- the endless subject of each human is different. Cause, like, yeah. Alexi, Alexi has a whole different, I was classically trained. So I count, like, you know, one Eanda, two Eanda, and crap like that. And um, if if I ask Alexi to count something, he's got a whole different system. But I've also noticed that my students come up with different systems of, of counting, keeping track of time. And, and placement, like drums is a lot about placement because that's a, sort of like how we muscle memory has to do with where our limbs are in space, right? And they they come up with, you know, like uh, one of my students will go down, 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 up, up, down, 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 down up, up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, this is not really answering your question. What was your question again? <laughs> oh yeah, how does it all fit together? Yeah. The hairy eyeball, the cues, I mean, <laughs> the hairy eyeball. I, I had to explain that to a student the other day. It's like, uh, and then we looked up where it came from. And <laughs> apparently it's originally from flirting, like batting one's eyelashes, giving oh, really? uh, a, a look of, of serious intent, which apparently goes back to uh, flirting, batting one's eyelashes. Um, huh. It's of course come to mean all kinds of
0: other things, but you know. Yeah, that's not the de- how I know from it. Yeah. but
2: <laughs> No, hairy eyeball. Like, you glare at someone, and it's time
0: to change. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hello. You're time to transition. To do the thing. Fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I
2: mean, we also like we we were we rehearse and we've and we've written this the stuff. You know, we've written this stuff. i not necessarily down, but we you know we've composed it, and we know uh, we we develop the, a sense of the length of things. And um, when we created train wreck it's because we forgot the, our sense of the length of things. <laughs> mm, mm, gotcha. <laughs> and train wrecks happen.
0: <laughs> so, so maybe that's a good question too about like when do you know something's done? Like when, especially when things like will kind of reveal itself to you maybe more as you play them versus when they're initially written. Yeah. When do you know when yeah, something's no. like, hey, stop! You've stop digging. You've hit gold.
2: <laughs> That's a really interesting question. I usually know when something is done. When I can't play it, that when oh, this is going to be this is going to sound really weird. Uh, when it when a song hits its peak, after which I can't play it as well as I did then. Right.
0: Right. right. <laughs> okay. Interesting.
2: It's really weird phenomenon it's like oh yeah that song was definitely done and it was done right then at that moment and now my playing has changed or our vibe has changed and it doesn't sound the way it used to yeah and it isn't developing anymore it just i'm 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 trying to claw my way back to something to some peak that some song had and it's either it's not working or yeah then then i know that that song was done oh yeah that's done (laughs) <laughs> it's more like saying that song's over. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not done so much as just uh, that. That's that's it for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, no, we can't play that anymore. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you, you mentioned the you know being classically trained. How did you end up with the drums in the first place? Like, what was your path into plan?
2: Um, I studied piano because I was I was a I lived in a small college town. I was a faculty brat. And um, I, I was able to uh, audition for the college plays that they were putting on. Um, and there was almost like there was so frequently a role for me because I, I could be the little kid of the town in Brigadoon or and in the Carvalho Holiday. And I, I was, oh, yeah, I was Mercutio's Page in Romeo and Juliet. Um, so there was always some, you know, that was a trouser role. That was hilarious. But because a lot of them, because the, I was interested in musicals um, I, I decided to study piano to learn to accompany myself to learn parts and stuff. So that's how that started. And then that quickly went into classical music like Bach, which is like Bach is my favorite of. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just, well, anyway. You um, <laughs> can't argue with Bach.
0: I mean, yeah. He was, he was like, oh, Bach sucks. <laughs> Somebody
2: gets yeah. like, Ryan, Bach sucks. <laughs> Overrated. Oh, hey,
0: so <laughs> <laughs> no, come on
2: let <laughs> it was <canceled> back. yes yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah
2: oh um, yeah right. but uh yeah that's so that's how that happened and I was studying at, when I hit college I was studying piano really hard like a lot of hours a day yeah and I wasn't getting to that level of fluency which made the instrument really belonged to me and let me take it on the road and play an ensemble and stuff like that. So, so there was, I was a really good player. Um, uh, I had a lot of stuff together when I played a piece, but, but that fluency was just out of reach. And I don't know if I had given it <laughs> eight more hours a day for 10 more years, whether I would be still be saying that, but, uh, right. my, my friends had a band together and, uh, I was really curious about the contraption of the drums. and so I went went around to a buddy I knew who was who was playing and made him show me some stuff and uh more and more fascinated like wow look at this this is such a great gizmo you know (laughs) i went back to my i went back to my my house and i and i took pencils and i I took what he showed me which was a simple rock beat and i forced myself i call it desk drumming i still make my students do it today you know it's like okay my foot's doing this and my hand's doing that and now my other hand has to do this and i made myself learn it and then i played along to the sex pistols yeah and it turned out that my friend's band, their, their drummer was actually a glassblower and wanted to go to Italy mm-hmm. to study more. And I, and I was like basically sneaking around kind of like saying, well, I, I might know a little drums. And they're they like, well, I don't know why we didn't think of you to begin with. You're so crazy. And uh, they sat me down and I, uh, were completely flabbergasted that I actually could play a beat that was more or less traditional. And i think we jammed on the velvet underground's ocean oh wow Hmm. and i and i was like and a bunch of other stuff like we did some sex pistols and all and um and when we but when we played ocean i remember this because it was a real jam like and, and 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 i and something just like burst inside me i was like oh my god this is what music is supposed to be about you right. Do. So much. So much of the literature for piano is is solo and you spend so much time by yourself alone in a room. And it's great. I, lo- I loved it. But but all of a sudden, the social like heavy social content
1: right, of music.
2: Yeah. Became so it's like, oh, my God, of course. And then the, this whole notion that um, I'm the center of the conversation. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. But so is everybody
0: else.
1: Right. And we're all talking at once. Yeah, yeah. And it still makes sense. Woo-hoo! This is great. This is how life should be. Yeah.
2: So that kind of was like, that was it. That was it. That was it. I never looked back. I mean, I did. I, it's not that I don't look back. It's like, you the piano's my favorite instrument. But it was like, that was, my, I knew that that was my instrument. Yeah. At yeah. That, you know, that, I was like, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm supposed to do.
0: That's interesting because you're not the first drummer I've talked to that kind of started off on piano and kind of moved over. I know tons of them. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That's
2: interesting. Organ players, piano players, yeah, a lot. And this is bit just anecdotal, but, like, in my travels, I've encountered a lot.
0: Well, and you know, me <clears throat> too. I um, mean, you guys have you spent a, a large uh, – we'll just go and charitably say a large amount of time on the road over the years. And Yeah, we have. <laughs> I, I always appreciated the sense of adventure you had about And then it never, it, like, it never, I don't think it would be possible to see a stinking Liz show that felt phoned in. Like, I don't think that that would ever be a thing that would happen.
2: That felt phoned
0: in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm, one time I took too much cough syrup in, uh, <laughs> it, it was in, it was in
2: Oklahoma. It was in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And I, I took too much cough syrup, and uh,
0: is everything slower?
2: And I was just, I was just totally stoned on the drug. I could, not I had to stop. <laughs> I had to stop in front of all these people. I was like, I can't really. Uh. <laughs> I, mean, I, I'm not usually that irresponsible. Yeah. uh You know. <laughs> but we can't, yeah, I, you wasn't can't... Try, I wasn't trying to be a, like a druggie with cough syrup. I was like really had a cold, and I, yeah, and I. I like, know no one's going to believe me when I say that. I don't, I'm not a robo, wait, what is it? like?
0: Robo tripping.
2: Robo, I wasn't trying to robo trip or whatever
0: yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, well, and, and I just bring it up because it's like you, when you say you found, you, know, you found your instrument with this, with this uh, interaction early on, right? You know, they're like, okay, drums are the thing. But I feel like every time I've ever seen you play uh, it's just there's like a certain amount of like intensity but joy as well that like you're stoked on what you're doing like you're right there and it's it's something that draws you in i mean i would i would venture to say even if you're not a musician certainly if you're a musician but it it, it draws it draws you into the fact that all three of you in, in your way manifest that as you know like whatever the the, the pyramid like the <laughs> the triangle of of uh, the, the three corners and it just makes for something really interesting because there's so there's so much about the band from maybe if someone just, like, we're walking in off the street, off the bar, and be like, what's going on? Like, you know, because like, it did a pirate ship land? Like, what's happening? Like, what's, <laughs> this is the band? And then, like, you, st- you start in with your stuff, and it's just undeniable. Like, it's just like, whoa, okay. Like, I mean, it, it may not necessarily be your thing on the record, but you can't deny, like, that there's ex- this experience happening where there's just this really special thing that's happening. I mean, did you know starting in with it like that like oh this is it this is it like what was it because because and the reason why I ask, because even though I came into Stinking Liz Aveda kind of uh fairly early on I guess but you yeah, all were super my- locked in this was like I mean got like, 2002 I think is the first time 2002 yeah yeah and I think if I remember right and I could be wrong I think Jason from Creative Borgia was was uh the one that was like you gotta <gasps> check out Stinking Liz and I'm like oh Aww, boom,
2: boom. I love me Jason yeah
0: I know what a what a cool guy right <laughs> Uh but getting back to you guys like like how what was the, what was the process towards you know that hey playing in a band for the first time and like you know really loving it and loving the experience towards like towards Stinking Liz. Like what was it was it kind of a was there a through line through it did it, like a kind of was was there 15 other bands that like were not as cool before Stinking uh, Liz?
1: Oh
2: um <laughs> Um, I would say there were loads of other bands. I played in uh, the National Wrecking Company. The first band that I played in down here in West Philly, um, which is where I still live, is was uh, called Dr. At Tree. And it, we were, um, oh man, I meant to get to this website of the, a guy who's put up all this uh, 80s stuff from Philly. I'll get to the link. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, really cool um and we're up there uh, yeah so that I played in um Dr. Tree was the first time I ever auditioned for on the drums and um i knew like a latin beat mm-hmm. so i could get by with this african stuff <laughs> <laughs> and they were and they were like yeah i really like what's going on in the drums and i'm like oh, hallelujah <laughs>
1: I'm, <laughs> but I, i'm glad like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, well, you know, those two musics are related historically. Yeah, yeah. So of course you get over, but if you can, you know, you like, you can do that, you can can you can hang in an African beat half yeah. uh, song for a little while. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, and it, it, that was just incredible. I love that band so much. Um, then I then national wrecking company that was the first band I, I mean i really just grew up in public I, I didn't know how to play the drums until you know i started playing in bands really um but uh so each each band was was a learning experience and i i tried to like get with people who had something that i didn't yet have like mm. uh, or, oh that, that bass player has a really good sense of time that guy really takes care of his notes for that lady really knows what to to do in a you know in a pinch on stage or that you know like so I was always um, looking for people who I, ha- I mean, had something to offer to but who was who all- were also going to bring me along yeah, yeah. Um, totally and uh, and bands are like my big point of accountability right like I I have to learn the stuff because I'm going to play it with people like. Yeah, yeah. I might welsh on my own practice, but I'm not gonna (laughs) gonna sit by. I'm not you know, I'm not gonna let those people down. Like so there's that's once again, that social kind of cohesion that that the social aspect of music brings to me is is one of the I'm getting tongue tied, but I think you get the point.
0: Um, Yeah, the stakes are higher when there's other parties involved. You don't wanna let anyone else down, so you it kind of forces you to to engage on a different level.
2: Absolutely, and then uh, yeah, then I played in a band called Toy Box and um, I Heart Noise, and just all kinds of stuff. But um, when when Stinking Lizaveta, it was just me and Yanni first doing Stinking Lizaveta. We did not get anybody in Philly to play with to play bass f- for us, so we re- <laughs> so we recorded our first. Time, I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate,
0: right? Right, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean. We're
2: too scary. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, who knows?
2: (laughs) We're too awesome, nobody could take it. I don't know what the problem was, but anyway, we couldn't get a bass player. Um, So we recorded our first demo, me and Yanni, and he played bass and guitar, and I played the drums. And then um, we found the upright electric, the Morelli, at a party at a friend's house in the basement, he was selling it for $150, and Yanni knew his little brother Alexi, was kind of a jazz head, and uh, he's I'm like, sure, yeah. "Okay, this is how I'm gonna get my brother to leave like his career, at, you know, in college and come play in our band. Yeah. And I'm gonna give this to him and tell him that this is his destiny. <laughs> you know, that's Yanni. That's I mean, how he, gamers the game. I'm, I'm really, how we talk?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 could, I could picture him saying it, you know, and it's, it's, and, and good on him for it. You know?
2: you, yeah, I know. And, you, and now we are, now we are a tribe of Yanni, and you do Yanni says. <laughs> we do whatever Yanni
0: does. We do whatever. Well, and it is so unique too, with like the upright bass element of, like, it, it just brings. I think even just like from a visual aesthetic, it, it, it brings something different. But also like it's a different approach to the instrument because it's more like, I mean he's literally getting his hands around it. You know what I mean? Like it's more yeah. it's it's more it's, like, it's more of a you're going to get a slightly different kind of approach even for like quote unquote heavy music. You're going to get a slightly different approach to things because of that.
2: Yeah, and I don't have a good art, way of articulating he would be better at this. Um, I don't have a good way of articulating what the difference is from a bass player's standpoint. I mean, he can play some of these songs if he were, if he practices them just a little bit. He can play them on a regular bass guitar. Sure, sure. But you know, but um, I mean, to me, what I respond to is the sound of that instrument. It's so big and fat. Yeah. Wonky at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, it made me change. I mean, I changed my drums for every band I've ever been in. It's like each band needs a different instrument. You know, a different set of. A, a, of sounds, and so you change your contraption based on what you're hearing in the music. But um, I mean, I got a bigger, longer kick drum that was louder and deeper, Yeah. Um, bigger drums. Um, I, I played on a little jazz set for a while, but um, now I have a big um, um, Signia, uh, premier Signia series that I also found, like was walking by at the youth shop and it was sitting there in the window, your, your story immediately. Yeah, yeah, reminded. totally.
1: I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> uh,
2: my, I, I was walking by. I was walking to the co-op, and 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 past this big picture window, and I'm like, oh. oh. So I went and I did my shopping, and on my way back, I'm walking past it. And I'm like, oh, and I went and bought it. It was just like 15 minutes later, it was in my car. <laughs> right. A,
0: it was meant to be as. And it sounds amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so. So that's how I think of it, of his, of that instrument of his, is based on, like, yeah, it pushed me to do, to change things, to keep up with, or to round out, or to accent, or to fulfill that sound that I was hearing coming from that instrument.
0: And it is funny that outside of, like, the jazz world, it's like, okay who has that like Reverend Horton heat. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's not a lot of players that did I mean, I think Trevor Dunn, you know, uses it well and uses in like a different manner, but for the most part, it's sort of like, you can almost figure out based on how the person is dressed. What's, what it's going to sound like, which is not the case at all with, with Alexi, you know, it's just like, what is this? What's this? going to be? Is that, oh, 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 okay. All right. He's digging in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. Which I guess is is sort of a roundabout way of saying like, you know, was was he bringing in, you know, his more, like more like kind of jazzy stuff to it, or were you guys kind of already there? Because I feel like, especially with the early stuff, there was almost some sort of a, not that you could really compare the stinking Liz stuff to a lot of other bands, but, you know, that really cool like process of weeding out style Black Flag, you know, kind of where there's mm-hmm. really just go and you know, uh, like, sun raw feel with punk rock intensity.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what was going
0: on. (laughs) So was it, but was it already happening? And and like, that was just the direction you wanted to go and it like Alexi added to it, or did he bring in like a certain sensibility that made you turn a different direction? I mean, you you mentioned changing your drums. Yeah, I think
2: because we all write, Right. we all write. So, so stuff that Alexi would bring in would be, he, he, he's like a jazz head with a math rock Kind of like odd time signature yeah. mentality, and so we end up with um, tracks like "Shoot Lube." He wrote that's I can't remember which album that's on. Uh, it
0: might be on Slaughterhouse, the second album. Right, and I, I gotta say <laughs> I, I love the records yeah you know like so. you, you beat me to it i would say you would have to sing a part to me like and i can recognize them from the parts <laughs> but i just don't know a single song title like at all and like i think that's yeah, kind of funny that like but like but there are songs like you guys have that you know i could i could be like oh that's that one you know like that's what that is like cause yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. stick in your head uh that's good yeah yeah, that, yeah that, cause there's, absolutely there's
2: melody. I mean, when you say ta- you said earlier you know you get taken on a journey right exactly. yeah. and that, you know and, and my my first thought when you said that was like good then that's we're, we're doing our job <laughs> like you know like we we get we get to mess with your head we're not telling you what to think we don't have lyrics right. which by the way also is not intentional we tried out singers we didn't find one that, that kind of you know synced up or whatever for whatever reason and um but the but the, the the sort of side effect or unintended consequence that I grew to really like about the the music and about being in the band and about you know opening my mouth in that way yeah. was I wasn't I wasn't preaching to anyone I wasn't telling them what to think uh, this is a very personal gift and people come up after and say the wildest things it's like yeah Black Flag or oh yeah well um you know have you ever heard of Genesis or, or if that's a <laughs> You know, it's like well, obscure yeah, band but, called
0: Genesis, maybe you've heard of him, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, like but in other words, like yeah. really different influences like that that our stuff reminded people of because of their particular journey through music. And and I really like that. I like that that um that that it's a personal and that I'm not pinning anyone down right. to a particular narrative, however, when you say journey, what you're just what you're what you mean is we are still writing narratives. Right. There are characters. They 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 talk to each
0: other. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. And they and, interact. <laughs> we're
2: not, yeah, if we're not doing that, then then we're not writing instrumental music.
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean I think if I remember <laughs> if I remember correctly, and I and I mentioned process of weeding out, which I think is a really underrated record, actually and one of the the few kind of punk rock jazz records that, you know, kind of uh, is influential for a for good reason and warrants its attention. But I also, you know, I thought, oh, it's like, they're coming, it seems like they're coming from a similar place as, like, you know, Melvin, Still Pull Bathtub, like, Shellac, like, not meaning that you're necessarily directly influenced by it, but it hit the same way. And in, in the way that, especially when you're a band on tour, which I'm sure you well know, and you see the same kind of bands over and over again, and Maybe a band that, like, does, like sounds like one I band. Was <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's a, a band that, like, sounds like like one band, but, like, one thing that band does instead of, like, the 20 or 30 genius things that band does. And then it just kind of gets demoralized. And then you see a band like sinking Liz where it's, like, you guys just so own what it is you're doing and have and have a, and have a compass, even if, like... Maybe not everyone can see the compass, but like you have a compass to what you're doing. It's so exciting and cool. And it's something that hits so differently. And it's so rare that I think it's, for anyone that's that's watching the show with an open heart, it's hard for them not to become engaged. It's hard for them not to, to be, feel like they're along for that journey. Thank you. So. <laughs> 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 Thank you for coming to my no, TED talk. <laughs> but the uh so go back but go back to those early days like you know you're you said yanni was originally kind of like you know playing the bass and and the guitar and then you know inter alexi he he brings a whole element to it he he's he's wrapping his arms around around the the low end and doing his thing with it yeah Um, can you can you speak a little more to like figuring that piece of it out like becoming uh stinking liz in in that in that way and capacity like when when were you like oh yeah this is this is this is cool this is special this is something that's worth exploring
2: um well yanni and i were really already there like we had these songs together and um we we were ready to go
0: you were yeah just Um, needed that we were ready
2: we were like (laughs) We're like, yeah, we're West we live in West Philly and we want to be on the road. Our first show was in DC. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, um I, I just think we were on fire. I think we wanted to
1: like conquer the
2: world <laughs> or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so much to it. I don't know if I, there's a really good answer for that question of when did we know what I was just really excited. To, I just really enjoyed, like writing the parts, and and digging in. The, it was a it was a nice, nice chunky piece of meat to chew. I really think that's really what I was getting into, and um, I mean. I think we wanted to do stuff. I don't know how much time we really spent analyzing. We want our sound to be this or that. Mm. We fight a lot. Like, it's (laughs) like, no, that's not even music, dude. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) So like, you know, that's how it gets done. (laughs) We just kind of wrangle about things. (laughs) And, and And then whatever it is that each of us contributes, that is what Sinking Lizaveta is. It's like our three voices just coming coming together somehow. Even though sometimes we could be credibly accused of playing different songs at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> there was a review that said that once. That's
0: awesome.
2: <laughs> and I was like, well,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> and? <laughs> like, Why not? <laughs>
0: okay, so then the... So talk to me about the making of uh the first record. So the first record th- that's what you did that was Steve, right? That's um
2: Yes, we did that partly with Steve and then I think oh no, that was Laura. Yeah, we did that all at Steve's house. When he was on I think North Francisco Street still and the and it was like this three-story house and the control room was in the attic and, yeah, and yeah. the band was in the basement. It was really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so pre-electrical audio when you were still doing it out of the house. Uh, that that house actually um that house went up for sale. Uh, like, it's someone else has lived there for some time now. But it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I wish I was somebody that could buy a house because that would be a cool house to buy. Like, just for the history alone. that would, that would No be shit. Um, but you're, I mean, Steve Albini, pretty good with recording. You know, he's, he's okay if you're into that kind of thing, right? What's that? Say that again? <laughs> Steve Albini's pretty good with the recording. Like, he's, uh, if you're into that kind of thing, you know, if you're oh, a rock he's, band, yeah, say. He's...
2: He's, he's, he's not a slouch, I'll keep him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a delight to work with. He tuned my toms to um, La Marseillaise. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic.
2: I know, <laughs> No, I love me some Steve. He's, he's really, he's one, he's so, he's the hardest working person yeah. ever. And he, like, never loses his cool, and he's always nice,
0: and he's super smart. And, yeah, I, he's amazing. So, and that's, uh, w- how do you feel about taking these songs into the recorded world? Like, like take, you know, not being just, like, your rooms that you play, uh, songs you play in a room together. Rooms you play in a song together, sure. Uh, <laughs> but, or songs that you play live, but taking them and, and, you know, recording them. Like, putting, like, documenting, like, what you're doing. Like did did, um, you, did you feel like that was that was that kind of like something you had thought about for a while like the record making piece of it or like where where was your mind at when you were doing that
2: um we the goal was to have this band play out of play out, play out of town and tour and make records that was it that was that was our goals and <clears throat> I don't know we we had, you know, we, we took very different approaches over the years. Like the reason we went to Albini was because he records bands live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, is one of the best <laughs> at recording a band live and having it sound. KS. Yeah.
2: I, we're a live band. How about we do that? Yeah. You know, that was. <laughs> <the idea. laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, that worked out well. Uh, and, and then we we got into to doing it, doing it other ways like it's like okay well you're a live band but it doesn't really sound like live because it's tape anyway and people listen it's a very different environment for people to listen right. than just than go to a show so let's use the tools in the studio and make a, a record and uh, you know with overdubs and you know fancier stuff and so we've done that both ways.
0: Well, especially it—it it seems like it's—you know—sorry to interrupt, but it, it seems like it's almost like the—I think of like the Mike Wattism of, uh, you know, the the records being the flyer for the show, right? Like it's sort of like where, where it's like there's there's that school of thought where like, yeah, the records are cool, but like really the show is the main thing, and like I never never thought that about you guys, but it is something where, like I said, I, I could I could take someone that never heard a record into the live show, and they would get it and they would understand, but then like. Yeah playing the record. And like, I knew some people will pick up on, it and some people are like, what is this?
2: You're, you're being, you're very carefully skirting around a touchy subject, <laughs> <laughs> which is that it has been said that our live shows are better than our records. Mm, multiple times. Um, and that's really not my decision to make, right? It's not my call.
0: Um, to be fair, I am not saying that. That is not that is not a thing I'm trying to claim. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about it being, uh, you know, the art of record making versus like the art of being a band and playing live. Yeah, you know, it's they're not. Really, all, yeah, there's ways it's to approach
1: really, it.
2: There's ways to approach it, and uh, um, I mean, yeah, I don't come down one way or the other on the subject. Sometimes it takes me ten years to like sit down with a record that I've played drums on and really, truly enjoy it.
0: Here it is music. Um,
2: just because, yeah, just because it's like, you you still have your intentions, which are you know, on the inside and never quite fulfilled, uh, in, fresh in your mind. <laughs> the things you didn't do that day in the studio yeah. are, are glaring as opposed to, oh, I've forgotten that it's 10 years ago, so now I can listen to it. Um, but, But when I do I mean, I will admit some bias in this area. Um, but um, when I do, it, I think it's the best fucking music in the world. Like, I am moved by this band. It says exactly what I want to say. Yeah. And you know, I'll sit, I'll go down in my studio and put something on, and I'll be just like, "Holy mother." That's amazing. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing what you want to be doing, right? Like, so it's
2: yeah. You know, and i you know, and I don't care who else thinks so, right? Yeah. So, like, I, you know, it, it's the, there's those sour grapes, which is my, my van name, by the way, sour grapes. Um, you know, no skin. I mean, really, honestly, it's just a joyous moment of like, wow, that's great. Um, so. I would say it's been frustrating, so at times to to record this band, just because okay, this approach kind of we like it, but I don't know if it really did what we wanted. And I'm I can't imagine that anyone. I can't imagine a, a bunch of people who record a lot who don't have those you know reservations at the end or like think, man, we could have done this or better, or maybe that approach wasn't the right approach. Um, but yeah, I think that was a big decision for us to say, okay, we're not going to capture this live right. thing. You're making a record, so so what do we do? Yeah. So what do we do? Yeah. So and I and we may we may still be talking about that. <laughs> we just recorded our ninth album.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say it's not like that's a you know a fixed point in time for you guys. Like it, it's it's uh, you're continuing to move forward as you always have and um, continuing to document these, these songs that you're writing in these different ways. So talk about, talk about that. Talk about, talk about making records and, and uh, like overdubs and, you know, the, the not, not the not that you're like, necessarily have like children's choirs on it or anything along those lines, but like,
2: Oh, why not? Where
0: are they? Will they come to my house? I was going to say, if you can fit, if you can fit them in, Hey, fantastic. Not everyone can be Nick Cave. Uh, but, uh, you know are you looking at that from the perspective of hey what would serve the song the best that you know we, we maybe couldn't do live or just couldn't do live with the three people doing the three people uh thing live like like how how do you maintain the intensity of of some of these songs not that they're all intense but like maintain like that that engagement but then kind of take it in a different place where you're making something for the listener to hear to engage with in the way that people listen to music
2: yeah, yeah um well explain to me music
0: Cheshire.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah say more about that <laughs>
0: sorry that's a very general it started with the best of intentions sorry (laughs) 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 well first there was a big bang and then
2: less than a nanosecond
0: later time (laughs) And therefore, music. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Sorted it out. <laughs> Put it in a tweet. Send it off. But uh, I guess more specifically, what I'm talking about is how do you decide? Like, you know, what 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 else do we add on to make this f- fulfill this vision? But isn't necessarily going to be something that somebody can see live. You know, uh, mm-hmm. wh- wh- where do you where does it <laughs> where does the add-ons to the house become the house? You know.
2: Yeah, that's a really good question because we had like on on the third album. Brilliantly titled three. three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, um, <laughs> hey, the
0: champs did it for like all of them. I think I remember. Right?
2: Oh really? Yeah. On yeah. Two. Mm, yeah. Oh, good on him. Good on them.
0: Um, Why mess with the good
2: uh, thing? <laughs>
0: <right>. <laughs> Commitment to the bit. Anyway, yeah. yeah. You don't
2: have anything better to say. <laughs> just say. um
0: I like album titles, but yeah. You know,
2: well, no, I'm am I'm, I'm just hemming and hawing because I.
0: Because I forgot how to p- explain music. <laughs> <laughs> explain music, Chesh, please. Uh, so that, that one—I mean, that one starts with uh, you got what? What? War of the worlds is how that one kicks off. Right,
2: so, so we had just we had these more rockish kind of songs.
1: Yeah.
2: That were broader grooves, and it it just it seemed like a kick to put like. Bode based yeah. violin keyboard you know to, to flesh them out and we never got worried about that it's a really good question because we never really considered the fact that unless you know once in a while we could have that violinist sit-in with us which happened and stuff yeah, yeah. but that wasn't going to be the core of the song like uh, when when it was live
1: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah the, yeah i mean and, and when we were down, we did um the eighth album with Steve Berrigan, and he just kept on making Yanni uh, lay down what he called sweeties
0: <laughs> do, you, do you know that no, no what's a sweetie this I feel like this is something I should know
2: I'd say, he would say he would say more sweeties yanni and um what that means is just more tasty licks you gotta you gotta more guitar okay another track yeah, yeah, lay yeah. something. up there. Think of a harmony. Go 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 go. And he made so that that album became really guitar rich and it's, it's quite beautiful. There's stuff that we can't do live. I think Yanni's just brilliant at picking out the you know deconstructing and reconstructing melodies so that he gets the essential bits in there that carry the core of the song. Yeah. I mean, I just think he's really a, an amazing musician that way. Like he get he gets he gets melody and he really knows the guitar
0: yeah he's got he's a
2: ferocious guitar player
0: yeah it, it, it feels like he's navigating with maps that most people could not see <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i say that as someone who is ostensibly a guitar player or it's, it's like yeah it's a very functional utilitarian thing for me like it's like that dude's a guitar player <laughs> <laughs> that needs a guitar player like that that needs on some <laughs> on some other shit right there that's that's uh well and I mean that as a compliment because it's sort of like i feel i feel like with guitar there are just just by you know as a sheer numbers game there's so many type of people that have have played so many different types of things that to for someone to have a unique voice like that it's kind of rare and it's uh it, it's it's something that makes for a very interesting sound to the band because then when you combine everything else for it it's like there's there's not a band that sounds exactly like Sticky Liz and it's pretty unique and cool and it's 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 not something that even even some bands I really like it's like that's great I can name these three bands it also sounds like you know and that's fine that's okay there's nothing wrong with that but like There's nothing wrong For better or for worse I think stinking Liz is a a defiantly Unique creative entity that Has managed to to
2: Defiantly unique, I like that
0: I'll take that. And it stayed creatively viable for like all of these, all of these years. <laughs> which is astounding too. It, just from a show. It's no reunion tour. I,
2: I get really pinch faced about that. Oh yeah, someone's having a reunion tour. Cool. We're never gonna have a reunion tour because we never broke up. Yeah, exactly. Ah! Can't
0: can't reunite <laughs> if you don't
2: break up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, defiant is the uh, yeah, yeah. Also defiant in that area. I'm just like,
0: ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we're still here. We're still here. <laughs> I mean, but it's almost like then th- th- there's this sort of you know, I can't remember if I coined or someone else did, but like the like the uh, <laughs> reunion industrial complex that happens. <laughs> That, you know what? That's that's probably a Conanism. Let's be, let's 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 be clear. Uh, but Brilliant. The, you
2: should you you just claim it until someone challenges yeah. you on it, and, and then deny, deny deny
0: deny. I have no idea. I've never heard who that person is. Uh, <laughs> but the the thing that happens when bands leave, where suddenly people that like for whatever reason deem themselves too busy to, or, or, or like you know maybe. Oh yeah, they're so great. Well, why don't you ever say anything about it? Like, why don't you tell people? And then, like, oh, when they're gone, that's when it's like, oh, now it's oh yeah, they're so great, so good, so good. And it's like, why why weren't you talking about that like while they were banned? Like, why weren't you engaged like this as a passion? Like, why weren't you putting this passion on display when it could have been used for something? So, with the reunion industrial complex, a lot of times you find that (laughs) that bands are reuniting and they're playing bigger crowds because people are not being shy about their advocacy for something uh, rather than, you know, th- and there's other, there's other examples of, of like, you know, being long lived, like how you guys are and, and moving and changing, you know, and, and I think of bands like wire or the X, but usually there's like people leave or come back or something along those lines. There's some like, okay, the core elements uh, change. And it's just very consistently since almost the very beginning been just the three of you doing your thing and digging deep. And it's, I mean, I think there's something laudable with that, but it's also like, good God, that's a long amount of time to deal with other human beings.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. You think? Um, (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah, I had newsflash. Yeah. No idea.
2: Oh, but I, you know, I say this a lot, but I, I, I highly recommend long-term musical relationships. Like the, the, we have learned how to play to each other's strengths and challenge each other's weaknesses, mm, mm. both musically and personally,
0: right? Because bands yeah, are personal. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because it's it's not just the music. There's also the humans that are involved and the peccadillo There's and... also
2: I smell your ass from here, and I'm only sitting two feet behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been eight hours, and we're not at the gig yet. <laughs> Well, and that's so <laughs> we just dropped the transmission behind a KOA in Kentucky.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's it's <laughs> it's all glamour, folks. Is what I'm trying to tell no, you.
2: But no, but music is highly personal. Like, so um, here, there's two first generation Greek brothers and me, um, Italian American, whatever second third I'm a third generation um not that ethnicity has much to do with it but where where I'm going with this is like I'm a girl <laughs> yeah. and that I got these two brothers they have that cement 57 minutes
0: them. in and we fi- we finally mentioned it yeah <laughs> okay, well, um, <laughs> instead of starting at well, the jump okay. like some I, but I it's it's that. it's worth no no because it it's not something that I feel like should be definitionally stated and it isn't I've considered you know, doing a dudes in uh, uh, sorry a men in rock episode just because I think it's so ridiculous.
2: <laughs> I love that you definitely need to do
0: it. Yeah, uh, um, but but it's a, it's
2: <laughs> a. I mean, I had to strategize. I had to there was, there is um, unconscious there are unconscious patterns that affect everything we do, and while I wouldn't well I wouldn't say that um, I, either Yanni or Alexi are um, maliciously sexist. In any way, um, there is knee-jerk selective hearing that goes on, and right. you can tell that it's gender biased yeah. when it's always you. <laughs> like, so I had to strategize um, about how I was going to communicate my ideas, and the best, the more specific I could be the better like so if I plugged everything into a, a, a computer and like literally printed out a score mm-hmm. um it's like this is your part that was effective
1: <laughs> right
2: <laughs> you know because in fact they are willing players and they do respect me ideas yeah. that is the definition of safety and power in a situation um and so you know the other thing that I got to learn was where does my defensiveness of having you know been female in this culture where does that where does that kick in and where is the where is our places where i am actually being thwarted and it's because of some kind of bizarre cultural pattern that that that, that ends up being by gender bias like sexist Gender bias is not the right word sexist is um, and and that helped me sort out my you know sort out my emotional landscape in a really big way it's like am i is it or am, is it me is it what's going on here you know and i got to become more uh, both strategic and also um uh, under, more understanding and less defensive like you know but, so you know you know what's the first rule of of of, of truly radical feminism you do not allow your time to be wasted in any cause, sexual encounter, argument, or any other thing that, to which you are not really fucking rocking on about. Like, if it's not your, if it's not yours, then you don't have to. You're not obliged. Don't waste my time. Um, you know, world is
0: pretty much designed to waste women's time. <laughs> um, I was thinking it. You said it, so that's okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. word, you know, put yourself second that's you know yeah. um um what's the corollary to that uh well there's 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 a million corollaries to that no i'm sure i'll think of them in a minute
0: but i mean there's like the being the loudest voice in the room thing there and there's just the natural the deference to you know it comes in all different factors like think think, think of age right like why is there like a term for an attractive older man and that like any attractive like older woman term is like just coached in like the worst possible way. Well, why is it? Because it's a patriarchal society it's foundationally (laughs) designed in such a manner to enrich those that are being enriched, which it's a whole separate podcast, frankly, but
2: Oh, well the core.
0: Yeah. This is a whole separate part. The corollary is we don't give a
2: rat's ass what you think of us. Right. That is a radical feminist stance. You know, so I learned how to be, you know, like with, without rancor, right? That sounds like pretty rankless, doesn't it? It sounds like, yeah. but it's like, but on the other hand, like if you're in that spot, you know, my, my, my motto is, has always been <laughs> so, so the, 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 big guns that back up that corollary are I'm shooting cool, fat man. When I'm finished, you can shoot.
0: Yeah.
2: Remember that line from, uh, he says to, uh, Paul Newman says to um,
0: In a, um
2: Jackie, uh, Gleason, yeah, Jackie yeah. Gleason yeah yeah and yeah it's like I every when I sit down and I'm just like I'm behind the, the drums I'm like mm-hmm this is mine
0: <laughs> well and it's <laughs> so, it's so fascinating too because drums especially there's like there's like this extra level of of bi- biases 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 there's a lot more bias, I feel like, with drums, especially with, you know, awesome ladies I know who play drums that like just for whatever reason, like it's all it's to a lot of idiots, it's considered like a gendered <laughs> instrument almost. And it's just like what? Why why would you think thing. that? But Yeah,
2: because it's so physical, I, I think. We we don't think of of girls. We don't think of girls um, um, managing full extension and taking up that much space and being that loud. Yeah. And, on, and on the very, very, very deep level, we don't believe that women can be responsible for that much stuff. And drums is like, drums is the thing which like can, <sighs> can, can create a train wreck. Look, dude, I have like, um, I am time written on my arm. What do you think that means it means that if you're not with me you're not in the groove so face it like it's too bad for you
0: i am the
1: groove groove.
0: (laughs) it's like uh uh um judge dread i am the law i am the groove (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's 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 some autobiography title business right there that's good
2: right right yeah no the first the first chapter of my memoir is um where's the bathroom white? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Nice>. that's
2: <laughs> good, right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I,
0: I, I know exactly what you're talking about, I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, but then, yeah. So as culturally too, especially when you're a band that, that plays a lot and the tours a lot, I and mean, there's all kinds of just like, you know, it's just ro- roll the dice of like, you know, freak shows and, uh, adverse situations and things along those lines uh you know I, I find that the 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 people that like really live the life either have to find a way to like disconnect from it somehow or just adopt some kind of like zen like oh we're doing that tonight okay this uh, this is this sound guy is this kind of guy okay you know like this guy, <laughs> this, guy this kind of like this this is the challenge to yeah. overcome for the evening okay fantastic
2: exactly and there's always some Social challenge that you have to do, yeah, it's true. Or yeah, or the bathroom light thing, or like you have to change your clothes without letting your feet touch the
1: floor. Like not even with the bottoms of your shoes. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, you you just wish you could you you could uh, levitate just for that time period. (laughs) You're like, oh my god, what am I gonna catch if I touch this right now? <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. Oh, man. It, yeah, you know what? I, loved
2: every minute, I have to say, I loved every minute of it, though. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I get, I get to meet, I mean, we meet the coolest people. Like, the, This is part of how I know I'm saying what I want to say is like, I love the people who come to see us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to talk to people. I like, want to know them, you know? So that seems to me well, and kind a of, good
0: measure. Successful. Yeah, that's the trade off, right? Is that you have like, you know, you gotta change clothes where you're gonna catch like seven shades of impantago if you uh move <laughs> two inches to the left. But then people come up and yes. also want to like tell you their stories and engage in this deep yes. and meaningful way that like uh, you know, you normally only get with uh fast friends. Like where, where it's like, you know this, exactly. This, like, this, like, exactly cultural shortcut towards like, you know, intense friendship. Amazing. And it's so cool. I like how you said that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like like how- I guess that's—I don't have anything specifically addressed to you, but other than the fact that I've seen that happen uh, at your shows. Well, and also, I mean, you know, not to put too fine a point on it. Why are you on this show? Because I had that experience with you, like oh, nineteen years ago, twenty—you know, whatever. I was like, oh, these nice are <laughs> my people. Right on, fucking awesome. Okay. Like, and and you just know, you just know immediately. Ah, great. I know exactly, like who you are. You are a weirdo and freak like me. Fantastic. Like you're you're in this <laughs> boat. I'm in this boat, and we're both going out to sea right now fantastic and as someone that has made that such a huge part of their life as as y'all have and have your have your north star with all of it i mean does it does it feel like does this feel like a temporary pause like with this global pandemic or does this kind of feel like a you know more of a re-examination or um I think it's a temporary pause among
2: many, many temporary pauses. Like we, you know, we had a period where Yanni had two kids under the age of three at home. Which would
1: be enough. So
2: enough for, <laughs> enough for a, lot, a lot, lot of people. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot. Like we, we still toured, but it was like three months. No, two weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah. you know.
2: Maybe like after that, you know, we had to we had to really wrangle that, and um, gladly, you know, they're they're like they're like my nieces. I love the, I love his kids, but um, um, COVID did we 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 recorded? I think this was September when we went in and recorded uh, with Steve Roche down down um down uh, South Philly. And we were just like, okay, well, we're not doing anything else. So let's make an album, <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> you That's know, well. and, and a lot of, time, this was the most, this was the, I felt the least prepared we'd ever been to, to record these songs. A lot of what we've been, what we've done for most of the albums is we, we would do pre-production by setting up a bunch of microphones in our practice place to just see if our parts were working. Right. And then we, Write some, some you know, like hone the parts a little bit, you know, kill, kill the, kill the nasty puppies
0: and keep the good ones. And, <laughs> that's, that is, wow, that's a new one on me. Okay,
2: <laughs> that's a that's a writer's thing. Editors talk about killing the puppies. You know, don't indulge yourself because you're a news reporter. Kill those puppies. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that, I get that from my husband because he's a he's a journalist. So nice. it's it's a stole that word from another field. But in any case. Um, yeah, what was I talking about? I keep losing my train of thought. Uh, oh yeah, so uh, we, we really hadn't taken these, a lot of these tunes on the road. We had just written them. Um, we were just like, okay, let's just go do it. And I had just had knee surgery. <laughs> oh man, I had a complete knee replacement because uh, in 2012, I was right hooked by a car and it crushed my tibia, my uh, tibia plateau. And that repair lasted about eight years and finally collapsed in April last, last April. And I was like, shit, you know, what am I going to do? So they, there was nothing to do except replace the knee. And that was one of the longest, most painful, like freaking recoveries. That was worse than the original injury. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Um, in any case that, so that's where I was. I could barely walk, but I could play (laughs) and we, (laughs) I didn't have a lot of stamina, because like all my muscles had atrophied, <laughs> but um, but we did it. and It was fine, and and uh, Yanni's still editing it. We have one. I have one track that's been mixed from that. It's called Daily Madness, mm. and it true, it truly is amazing. Stinking Lizaveta. I asked Yanni earlier today if I could give that to you, to, to like to play in the show play, to play play. But he didn't get back to me, so I don't. I don't feel like I have permission to release anything. Not that it. Didn't matter but yeah,
0: it's, I think it's a fair I, bet this show is going to be it's been seven years I'm this is pretty much the only thing I do until touring comes back so you know I, it's a safe bet you'll have another opportunity to to premiere a track and I, mm-hmm. I thank you for thinking of, of me with that because I
2: would love to hear oh, it oh sweet yeah, yeah right on right on yeah I hope I'm um, I hope we can because uh it's it's outrageous it's it is, truly is a picture of daily madness and we all know what that means now because we're all kind of like trapped in various uh, pauses of our own and kind of craziness like people home with kids and not able to perform people you know locked in their houses
0: with their children oh. yeah wish wish um, that i was a person that you know, owned right. stock and that if i own stock i own stock in zoom you know exactly <laughs>
2: right 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 He's not really able to play and stuff like that so i mean i think we've all felt and just this, the 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 scariness and uncertainty of it. I, I was listening to some folks being interviewed who had gotten their vaccines right, and their astonishment at, at the, this was more than one person there that was registering this this idea that they didn't even really know how nervous and and scared they had been, like and how stressed right. out they had been, and there was a sense of relaxation that they didn't expect because they didn't even realize how. Craft it's just been part feeling. of life.
0: It's just part of everyone's and, life now. And like everyone's in this low-grade state of anxiety and depression. <laughs> right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, so we're all going through that, and and yet we made the record. And uh, I don't know. So that's where we're what we're doing right now, really. Yanni is is at the studio a lot, mixing and
0: stuff. Do you feel like because this is as you mentioned, you didn't have the the chance to you know play these out and kind of have them tell their stories to you as much as maybe some of the other ones, right? So do you feel like it does have a different feel like because of that or do you know? It's a, it's,
2: uh, it's a really good question. It sounds so... This one track just sounds so raw and yet so developed. And I guess that's just because we've been playing together for a long time. But there's nothing else except us on it. It's almost like the first records that we did with Albini. It's like, it's just a snapshot. Yeah. 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 And yet it's just like hair raising. Well,
0: it's so it's, funny that like, you know, this is like what, your ninth, ninth record. Is that right? Yeah, it's ninth. <laughs> to it's, be like kind of going, it's, going back it, to that.
2: Even though I feel like I was really lacking in a lot of stamina, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a steamroller of a song. I'm like, was that really us in that take. Right, right. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see the other tracks.
0: Yeah, see how it all shakes out for sure, yeah. Yeah,
2: because yeah. I really don't know the answer to your question yet. Yet, I don't know
0: what- oh, That's okay. Yeah. You know, like the Richard Feynman book, uh, The Pleasure of Finding Things Out. <laughs> He's cool, dude. So Do you then... have superheroists? Do I have superhero what?
2: Scientists. Is Richard Feynman. A I mean, Feynman's or-
0: like one of my favorite humans, probably. That has been, you know, like I think he found a way to eloquently describe things that most people wouldn't be able to wrap their heads around. Uh, that was relatable, and I think that there's there's always something to be said for that. Like, it's something to be said for someone just being a genius too. But like, if you actually are able to relate that to other human beings, like that, that that's a certain echelon. I think Carl Sagan's kind of yeah. the same category, right? That he did- way. uh you know there's that's an interesting yeah that'd be an interesting podcast the the unsung superheroes of science (laughs) yeah oh
2: one of my students is already making that one though (laughs) oh really yeah yeah she is i i sent her some of my science buddies and she's making a podcast i'm so proud of her she wants to be a rocket scientist whatever that might mean you know that's awesome
0: that's (laughs) yeah
2: she's a killer that's great A killer yeah
0: Well, do you think with, um, how do you feel as someone who has been like in, like in the game and and doing this and playing and touring and making records and whatever, I feel like it cannot be overstated how different things have become with the rise of social media. And I'm not saying bad or or good. I'm just saying different, right? Like it's sort of like, Hey, do I miss phone cards and like going to pay phones to, you know, not, not especially really. (laughs) You know, leaving messages for promoters and like maybe they will get back to you. Maybe they won't show up at a show. I think it's I think it's tonight. I don't know. Oh, there's three hundred people. Yeah. Great. Oh, there's two people. Great. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> Got to be able to rock those two people. Please. Yeah, exactly. Those two people. Got to be to show of their life right now. <laughs> We're gonna put all our focused energy completely into these two people. But uh, you know, as as a band that has never stopped, never stopped, never sucked. You know, like and and continue to do. What you do, have you found that the, the reaction to people, like how they engage with the music, how they engage with it offline, online, at a show, not at a show, uh, what, 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 what are some experiences you've had, like any lessons that you could say that, you know, not just on your experience, but overall, like what 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 epiphanies do you have, if any, that you can share for how the culture has changed in the past 20 years? go
1: Oh boy. I was...
0: <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> so there was a big bang. Oh,
2: the culture changed. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so during the pandemic there were these bands doing um shows on like as as my, uh, as Minecraft avatars.
0: Oh, really? Really? Wow.
2: Yeah. Live show, in other words, everyone's playing the game and they're the, they're, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. So that has left me behind. And I, you know, I'm not a technophobe.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. I'm
2: I'm also not a Minecraft avatar.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, um, I mean that—that that sounds like Black Mirror or something to me. You know, like you know, maybe not. As Doesn't bad. it? Yeah, it's, that's crazy to me. But like, it, it, cool. That's awesome.
2: You yeah, know. yeah. No, it was a really creative response to yeah. a crap situation, and they and they did it. And it's like a, it's like playing a live show. But yeah. Um, how has?
0: Well, just think about know. the fact that like, let, let's try to simplify this. Maybe I'm being too broad-based here. Like. I it think it's pretty what, broad how has culture changed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's specifically related to your experiences. Like I'm teasing a, you.
2: because I'm, I'm only teasing you because I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I,
0: like experience uh, being a, you know, a drummer and, be, and being in Stinking Liz and doing what you, what you guys do. I think that there's a sort of, there's an allure to being the mysterious band. You're at the mysterious band. Like you roll up and you say, oh, what's this going to be like? And then, you know you do your thing and you get to blow minds oh my god that's crazy and it's not that like you know whatever there's a documentary film crew following you around or anything but it seems like there's this push towards like the art and the artist becoming one and like Jeshua was walking her dog the other day you know and like here's here's a video of it, and, like that gets like 600 views and like hey guys here's new yeah. song we put out 20 views thanks i yeah the celebration of the mundane let's put it that way i
2: understand what you're saying i yeah i i found that that trend was happening before the advent of the internet um that even as far up in in the conversation up is not the right word as far sideways in in the conversation as um academe like people wanted to write criticism I mean academic criticism oh sure yeah yeah Uh, in in and, and they wanted to examine very carefully um the artist the writer's life um and make suppositions about whether something was autobiographical and what that meant and i found that i find it's a profound that either has contributed to or is or is the result of or is some kind of you know vicious circle of um an inability to read metaphor on your own like what is this work of art? What, how do you explain this passage in relationship to the rest of the the, the plot development? Why does the author pause to, um, to 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 take take a whole chapter, say, to talk about why the bishop's body isn't going to rot, in like the Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky? Why? You know, what does that have to do with um, the what 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 does that have to do with the the, the meaning of the the book or the, what I'm supposed to get out of the book and I found it really weird to to do that uh to art <laughs> and I find it equally weird when um artists are so confused with their product that people won't listen to a song because someone has led a has done something bad in their life or something
0: you know right
2: like that's really what, like like you know like let's just say it i still listen to michael fucking jackson okay
0: yeah <laughs> is I mean, that all right everybody you can't fuck with the art i mean it's there like it's, I, I just did the songs like, become bad he songs doesn't, suddenly he doesn't
2: no right he doesn't sleep in my bed and he doesn't write my paychecks like <laughs>
0: <laughs> right right and <gasps> And there's um, something to be to be said for, and I think ba- so. I think back to like, like H.P. Lovecraft. Like I'm, I you know, as especially as a younger man, I loved H.P. Lovecraft so much. And then like when I found out, oh, he was a terrible racist, like just <laughs> awful. And like basically all these quote unquote monsters was like anybody that wasn't like a white dude that looked just like him. I was like, oh, and that, right? You know, it it doesn't make me hate H.P. Lovecraft, but it kind of colors out of space the uh the work for me like it makes me enjoy it a little bit less and it's not because i'm seeking out to be like disconnected from it it's just it's like oh that kind of sucks like i'm i'm glad that i know it but i wish i didn't know it at the same time and it just seems like that's become the only default state to be of <laughs> the art has to match my values exactly. And if it doesn't, then it's not good art. And I, I, I don't, I, we're, we're verging on, I'm not trying to talk about like a certain thing that is a, a phrase that's being banning about right now at all.
2: I'm not going to talk about it either because it's too small for us. Exactly. Art is, art is much, much, much larger, first of all, than than politics of any kind. Always. It, it it's just bigger it, it, it's more personal it's bigger it's it's dimensionally transcendental like the frickin' Tardis yo it's like bigger on the inside than it is on the outside and that's you know it's like it's not going to be uh brought to heal by our petty grievances and it's not going to be brought to heal by you know like horrible things that happen in uh, West Virginia or South Africa you know it's yeah. It's you know so yeah that's that's pretty much what I have to say about it <laughs> I, I don't know if I finished my thought <laughs> no 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 well well so please get I, I wind t- myself to these rhetorical moments and I'm like oh it will not be brought to heel.
0: by <laughs> well it's 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 a long form discussion we can talk say. about Dostoevsky as much as you like and, and and again the the conceit of what I was trying to get at was uh, you being a musician and stinking lesbian, a band that has been around for so long, to kind of see the rise of all this stuff from, from like the mp3.com and Friendster to MySpace to Facebook.
2: And... Yeah, we saw it all. Saw it all. And I lost, I lost like M through Z at a rest stop in Ohio. And I was booking, I booked the whole three month tour. And I wasn't, what was I going to do without M through Z? The, car, the box full of cards?
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. The physical box. Yeah, and and then when it's gotten like the atlas, where'd the atlas go? Oh, no. You know, I need it.
2: But I think your point is really interesting. And the one of confusing the artist with the art and, and, and the modern, the modern version of that, which is what you were talking about. Um, the... Like, my my entire life has to be open so that I can get, um, Twitter hits, trend on trend Twitter and trend on Instagram. I just like I, I'm gonna sound like a complete fuddy duddy, but that's just not my my life. That's just not the way. I, I don't know anyone who's that interesting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, certain people I mean, thread, certainly try to present a picture of themselves here, that is as such. Another, yeah,
2: and here's another thing: like, in there's this huge, there's a really big theme in American uh, movies, art, drama, um, and and music that is the redemption theme, right? Yeah. yeah. So, what is that? If if it's not possible. That someone, someone who is deeply flawed, also created something utterly beautiful. Then we, none of us really can be human.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, I th- I think think back to, you know, if I met Jim James Elroy at a bar or something, I probably want to punch his lights out. But it's like that, that he's written some of the best noir that I've ever written in my entire life. Where it's like, wow, this is a you know sure it's a problematic genre of fiction but it's like this is good writing and i enjoy the story yeah and i don't want to hang out with them and that's okay
2: yeah you wouldn't want to hang out with
0: me either and that's all right
2: almost 100 percent sure i would not have wanted to like even spend five minutes with mozart or beethoven or bach
0: yeah exactly that would be a horror show i'm sure
2: (laughs) we would not understand each other
0: yeah As much as we talk about the band arriving at the show and it being like you know arriving another planet, that would really be a, a another planet culture clash kind of experience. The um, let's get back to the live show. So let's talk talk to me about the the set. Like what what songs do you play? How do you decide where they go? Where do, do you base it on, you know, at all on audience reaction? Is it just kind of like an autonomous like we're doing the thing, we're, this is the painting? <laughs> yeah.
2: we, don't know. we don't we don't know. Yanni calls the songs.
0: We don't know until we start. <laughs> is that is that fun? <laughs> is that anxiety-inducing? Is that both? It used
2: to make me really 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 uh nervous. And now I'm just like I'm here for it right right right. <laughs> i'm like way here for it except sometimes he'll pick a song that's hard to do uh, as a warm-up just physically
1: yeah
2: and and that 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 means it's a little bit of a sacrifice song but i'm also okay with that at this point you know what i mean it's like okay yeah that it's gonna be a warm-up song and that's gonna be okay right 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 and then we're we're here for the duration. Like we're, we can manage this energy. Just stick with
0: us. <laughs> so that's interesting. So you're able to look at it from the perspective of, hey, this one song may not be all that it can be w- uh, placed in this position, but we're looking at it right. as, like the, as as a marathon. It's a marathon, not a race. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah it's. It's yeah. It's it's not the Twitter verse. It's it's <laughs> live music. <laughs> It's not TikTok. It's not 17 seconds long, unless it is
0: 17 seconds long. <laughs> right. In which case, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it's a real tweet of a song, really. Uh, it would. It would be. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you if you could uh, recount any of your experiences of your many, many years of, of playing shows, all around. Uh, if there are any you know outsized in a positive way outsized in a negative but maybe funny way uh tour experiences or things that like spring to mind as as like wow you know that this 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 is this is a farce this is you know or maybe a horror story you know or whatever or something that made you live like something like yes this is it's all connecting and if if you if you have anything that jumps to mind cool i don't want to put you on the spot except i put you on the spot oh
2: um well let's see there's so many so we got to we were touring with um uh collection corrosion of conformity in England. And uh we, a we were of plan- tour. <laughs> Jeez,
0: it's hard seen <laughs> it sounds, right. yeah Collection
2: Corrosion Conformity. And then there's those stinkies. Sinking, yeah. <laughs> um and and we were, I think it was the last, it was the last show. And it was at the Astoria in London. It was like the last show that was there at least for a while. And I think it might've closed for good right after that. We mm. did a lot of that. We
0: shut places down. <laughs> it really wasn't our fault. It
2: was not
0: it was, our fault. There probably wasn't a direct through line to not that. Not yeah. involved
2: <laughs> in the business decisions of like, you know, the London club scene, but, um, uh, Yanni, so, so we were, it's a huge stage. It's a really interestingly arranged room with the way that the balconies are situated. It makes it look like there's a wall of people straight up and down in front of you, oh, wow. which is Wild. amazing. Okay. Yeah. Like almost, almost like it's almost an optical illusion. They almost like dish over top of you at the top. And it's like, it's just like, I have, it was, that was, that was just cool by itself. Just to have yeah. these people just collapsing on top of you. Even hearing you know? it described
0: as pretty cool. It's so like you can only imagine to like, see it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you like the, the, um, like a basement show in West Philly where the kids are like leaning over the cymbals and, and like practically playing the drums with you, yeah. but it's 2000 people and it's like, like they're right there. So, um, uh the stage is huge and we had our sets set up uh one, two, three. We were opening and then clutch and then corrosion. And so Yanni arranged at um uh at the end of our set for both drummers, um to uh you know, John Paul and um Brian to, to to sit behind me when we played our last song
0: and we all played drums oh, together. That's awesome. I love that stuff, yeah.
2: And it was like I was like I was just like, I was like being shot out of cannon. I was, I was just, I was just floating on the air, like I, I could just like, I there, I could not play a wrong note, like that. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that was really amazing, and then, and then Yanni proceeded to drink like a shit ton of. Um, str- I can say shit, right? Oh yeah, yeah, you're fine. Oh yeah. Um, uh, he proceeded to uh, drink a. Uh, I don't know, gallons of Strongbow. Mm-hmm. And um, he thought that Pepper was, Keenan was drinking a lot along with him, but Pepper wasn't drinking quite as much. So it was actually Yanni that ended up curled up on the sidewalk outside of the Astoria.
0: <laughs> Fantastic.
2: Pepper kind of just towering over him, with shrug- shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> It was
0: really good. It's a good tableau. That's good. I like that. It's yeah. it really good. Did uh were the Clutch and COC fans down for what Sneaky Liz were throwing down? Were they friendly? Um
2: they for the most part yes. Um although we heard rumors that there were that there was a faction of people who were just like in sense that we would be on this tour.
0: <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> How dare you be on this tour?
2: I didn't hear too much of that, but I did hear someone say that. Oh yeah, there were, there were people who were just like, oh my god, I can't believe these people. How do, who they think they are? What are they doing here?
0: So, but mostly we got good response and had a great time. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost like yeah. also when you're you know the bands want you there. It's like well your favorite band wants us to be here so you know maybe you should
1: exactly yeah exactly you should take a lesson
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> have you ever had any other uh you know and, and you've in your travels of the many shows have you've ever had any kind of uh just witnessing of, of amazing human moments uh kind of thing like maybe unexpected behavior not necessarily just drunkenness or anything you know i think that's that's everyone that's ever playing a band, right? Everyone has,
2: Yeah. Like everybody, everybody has a story of their guitar player curling yeah. up on the, on the pavement outside. The um,
0: <laughs> I know it's, it's not yours it's is really funny everything. because of the people involved, especially when you know the people know. involved, but like, <laughs> but uh yeah, just more, more, I'm just talking about, you know, like the, like being sojourners through people's lives in, in that certain and specific way that is playing live shows and, and being on tour you can just be privy to some interesting stuff. You can see some, some bizarre behavior. Uh, you know, well, the third I, act of a, of a two act play, you know, <laughs> like, like what, what's, what's happening right now?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, we, so, I booked us a show in a weekend's worth of shows in Ridgeland, South Carolina where we went we didn't know anybody and our van broke down (laughs) and we you know through various connections we connect we hooked up with this guy who said he could fix it um but he he had a back problem and he was addicted to dilaudid and he was really slow
0: oh man
2: yeah. and so we ended up going home with his friends to their trailer and we met this character named dr fly who who invited us to stay over because we didn't have any you know because marty his friend was co- was fixing our car and and we could stay at his house and the club would would let us play for two nights or whatever. And there was a panther that was running around the trailer park. The Dr. Fly uh, heated his trailer with a really sooty, um, uh, um, what are those kerosene heaters?
1: Mm,
2: yeah. A kerosene heater inside a tiny little trailer and it was like smoking, kind of like I don't know what he was burning in there. Was it really, was it really kerosene or was yeah. it? Is that supposed to be a really bar? Yeah. And um, one of the first things that happened was uh, Dr. Fly came up to Yanni. This must have been after the show because he was familiar with us, and he he said um, he introduced his girlfriend, who who looked like she had uh, she was of Mexican descent. And he says he sort of hikes up his trousers and
1: goes, Yeah,
2: uh fuck a Mexican. You wanna try her? <laughs>
0: oh, wow. And then he's like, Yeah, yeah what do what do you what how exactly are you respond in that situation? Um polite pass? <laughs> I mean I don't know I
1: mean what do you say? <laughs> So what ended up
2: happening was Dr. Fly kept Yanni up all night playing dust in the wind.
0: As one does, yes, of course. Why wouldn't you, yeah?
2: (laughs) I went to sleep and woke up and it was still dust in the wind. Um, And then he would say things like, I I wish they would recorded him because his speech was so colorful. He'd say,
1: wanting to get me a gagger
2: and a gagger is a beer a gagger want it give me gagger um I, I honestly i'm telling you man if i had recorded the his his way of talking i'd listen to it every day it was just yeah, it creative yeah like you have a spin-off
0: yeah. show from from your you know series it's like wow yeah. what's that guy all about what's his story
2: <laughs> so the panther the panther killed one of their baby goats Oof. and they and they they took us to Mountain's house, which was also a trailer, and Mountain, and they roasted that goat. We uh-huh. ate it.
0: <laughs> so, so the Panther killed, but did not eat the goat, and the goat was-
2: Meantime, on yeah. our way to Mountain's house, Yanni had to talk Dr. Fly out of bringing his shotgun along in our van. The shotgun, which was, the shotgun was tucked in his pants, in his trousers, st- sticking out. <laughs> and Yanni, because he's a genius, he talked to Doctor Fly out of. I think he had a little help from Mountain. So he and Mountain talked Doctor Fly out of bringing the shotgun because I'm sure someone would have died.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's like a good idea.
2: Been around. Ugh. So anyway, um, and then the next day we, the, the, when we're set to leave, someone was having a birthday at yet another campsite, and we went down there. And the picture that Alexi took was a can was of a can of, um, it wasn't Natty Bow at that time. What was the other one that was super cheap beer? And uh, a pack of marker Go ahead, tell me some beer names. I'll uh, tell you.
0: Keystone. Um... Uh, uh I hate all that stuff god I'm, my stomach turns just even like thinking about it I know, thinking oh, about it yeah
2: um... well the 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 redneck equivalent of, of a Natty Bow and a pack of cigar a, a pack of Marlboro across this picnic table with the faces of these people behind also smoking so there's smoke rising from the table and it was just <laughs> I remember saying at one point well if y'all aren't the rednecks then where are they <laughs> And, <laughs> and the, the the hell of it is, we actually lived through it. Like, yeah, yeah. I said that. We made friends. Yeah, we, we We got to this point where we could just be joking and honest with each other. <laughs> you all went to rednecks, where are you hiding them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, like, this is Stinking was about his story. Like, we end up in these places. This is not the only s- story like this. Yeah. We end up in these places we really should be like you know
0: in danger like
2: (laughs) pegged pegged at least as some like rubes or like some weird east coast elites and what the f are you doing in you know in my town and we always come through it making friends
0: (laughs) with uh dr fly and his shotgun singing dust in the wind yeah
2: and juanita who showed us all her poetry (laughs)
1: fantastic
0: Well, and it's and, and and thank you for sharing that because I, I feel like it is something where I feel like you I feel like you, you guys have like books of stories, uh, if not just like that, like of, of similar depth scope, and scale. <laughs> and it, you know, for better or for worse, as, as part of you know, it's all part of the adventure, and uh, it, it's 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 I love hearing those kinds of stories from people that have you know really lived the life. You know, a
2: little bit. I, I I like to say something here about the you know our current situation, which makes it look like we're all so like divided and you know everyone's at each other's throats. It's like people fought that back then too. Like my dad was like, "You're going to the south." What you know, he has memories of the south and the place he couldn't go. And I'm like, of course I'm going to the South. I'm gonna play my music in this wherever I feel like, you know. And you know, not only is the world not as dangerous as it, as the news, you know, the evening news would have you think, but the United States is full of creative, generous, self-governing, you know, kind, intelligent people. And when all of this stuff started to sprout that, that, you know, this contentiousness that we find ourselves in, I, I, I say, I, I would say over and over, it's like, well, where, where are all the assholes hiding? Because I've been around this country for 20 years and I never meet them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, 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 you know? it's, othering, but it's like, okay, but who's the other, you know, the other, the, the, we've met the enemy and it is us. Like, is that the, the Pogo? The cartoon, the comic—it's uh, it, it, yeah. something where—and—and and what you say is a similar, a similar sort of thing that I hear from other people that have have toured extensively. That you know, it, it's there's different peccadillos. Maybe someone wants to take their shotgun to the party. You know, okay, fine, but <laughs> it's 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 not like a be all end all. Like this is a different. Species of human or something along those lines. Like th- these right. divisions aren't as pronounced as we've been led to believe. And I think that there's, um, you know, there's a lot of money and a lot of power to be found, uh, sewing division. It's like that's yeah. not that's not a that appears to be what happened.
1: Yep, yep,
0: This just isn't sewing division profitable.
2: It appeared like that to me in the '90s as well, and so I went on the road and I was yeah okay these are Americans I'm American <laughs> we get along <laughs> yeah. you know it happened in Europe too I wanted to meet people there I wanted to meet the people who had, I grew up in the Cold War you know and and it was a mystery to me why there was half of this the world that was behind this thing called the Iron Curtain I did not understand like and they were all gray and no one smiled
1: and, you, know, right. you know
2: like we could we couldn't meet yeah we couldn't meet them and um so I wanted to, to go over there and, 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 you know, meet people myself and see for myself. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, we made friends. We played music. and
0: So, and there's going to be touring again. Like, I'm firmly of the, like, is it going to be exactly like how it was? I don't know. And it doesn't matter. But there will be touring again. And it, it's something that, it is a comfort to me, you know, even when I'm not seeing you guys play on a regular basis, like, oh, Sting and fuck yeah, they're they're out there killing it, doing their thing. Like it's a constant, right? It's sort of like uh, like a statuesque type <laughs> of a dependability. With, with again, as I mentioned, while you still manage to dig deep, challenge yourself, and follow your own compass to to your own thing. That's why it's like you say, like, hey, this new song, I potentially could have played for you tonight I'd be like oh fantastic i can't wait to hear that that sounds awesome like like i'm, I'm genuinely excited so like oh some new shit oh, all right fine whatever you know? <laughs> <laughs> and i think that that's um you know that there's worse places to be for sure and i think that that's fascinating and you, you you've carved your own niche and that's something that whether it's articulated by every band I think that's what a lot of bands kind of strive for is, is to carve their own niche. I mean, I'm not sure if that would, if that's what it feels like on the inside necessarily, but. um,
2: I feel like, yeah, we've definitely done that. Um, you know, when I said earlier in the conversation, you know, our goals were to play out of town, make records, tour, like one of the corollaries or underlying, uh, sort of cautions to that was we are going to do this at a human pace
0: keep it sustainable Um, in your way
2: yeah we 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 wanted the band to pay for itself um you know i said we wanted to conquer the world because we were on fire that's also true but it's kind of like what's your what's your vision of conquering the world well going to new places and playing music for new people like okay (laughs) um it wasn't like, let's be on MTV. That wasn't our, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, that yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> it is some people's goal, and fine, you know, good on them, go. Uh, uh, but we wanted to, it was a deliberate decision to do things at a human pace. Right. You know, um, I, I'm i a human first, and then a drummer, and I think that's like, uh, that's kind of how I like it. <laughs> um, sure, Yeah. yeah. I think the humanity informs the drumming and and
0: that's a I think that's a positive. Well, weirdly, not weirdly. That's a horrible objective to use. But I think that totally shows through. I th- I think that uh, and you have a certain intensity to what you do that is uniquely you. And I think that that's uh, again something that a lot of musicians will strive for and you know, maybe maybe fall short. Maybe maybe not. Maybe not fall short. Who knows? Um, maybe not.
2: There's lots of great musicians, man.
0: There are. There really? are. So, So this is, uh, Chesh, this has been great. Um, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on the show and and talking with me. Uh, It's it's been great to have you on. I should have have done it long ago, but, you know, hey. I appreciate it so much. (laughs) Uh, Last thing, it's the only can question that I ever ask people. And it's not actually in a can, but it's the only uh, question I have that I ask everybody, which is you can choose to interpret it however you like, but why do you do what you do?
1: Mm.
2: Well, playing live is like the the most fun way I know how to get from zero to 60 in less than 30 seconds. (laughs) And um, teaching is my bliss. Like I'm an educator at heart. So those are two things that I do that are really you know, I I teach, I use music as a, you know, as an educator and it's never just about music, you know, like it's never about just like a paradiddle. It's about, you know, what does it mean for a person to struggle personally with something that they can't do today, but they might be able to do tomorrow. (laughs) What does it mean to them? What's that struggle? Um, What's their, what's the beauty of their brain? How does it work? You know, like, I, that explanation didn't didn't do it. What what how how can I twirl it around and and think of it another way so that they're going to hear what I'm what I'm saying or hear what I'm trying to say? So that's the puzzle, you know, the puzzle of another human mind um, that always interests me. So that's what I like about teaching, um, and yeah, what I like about playing live. I didn't even know what I like about playing live. Jeez. Did we ever play live? Are we ever going to play live again? I
0: think it happened once or
1: twice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, why I do what I do. Yeah, zero to 60.
0: <laughs> it's like heavy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty solid, I got to say. that's uh... plus
2: Plus that thing I said at the beginning, which is just like, there's nothing like Being the center of the conversation and everyone else being the center of the conversation and everyone talking at once and it still makes sense. Like, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Music is the only thing. You know,
0: (laughs) hey, you convinced me. I'm sold. Which way's the gift shop? (laughs) (laughs) Chester Augusta, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been lovely. Until Thank next you. time. All right, cheers, mate. Stay safe out there. Cheers. Ah, there she goes. That was nice. That was nice. Uh, hell of a human there. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear us sing song. And then we will. Uh, we will play out. We will play out. <laughs> what does that mean? Play it out. What does that even mean? This is a. Uh, All the way back to three, War of the Worlds is what this one is. Worlds. Stinking Lizaveta. It's uh, Cheshire Augusta there on ye olde drums. <laughs> that was great. She's, she's, uh, she's a badass. I, uh, I'm really glad that we did that. Stinking Lizaveta official.bandcamp.com. To check out their stuff, they're on now all the, you know, all the normal things that the command would be on, too. I think. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Conan News on the Reversal. Can you hear me now? This show airs Thursdays 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific, RadioNope.com. Say yes to no.
1: As we come to the
0: Archives at protonicreversal.com This is my farewell transmission. If you want to get episodes of the show sooner, at patreon.com slash One dollar a month will get you there. No ads, no sponsors, Signing no off, kidding.
1: Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea. Anyone within the sound of my voice.
0: Thanks for everyone, uh, you know, sharing the shows around, likes, reviews, etc. That's um, how people find out about the show. I've got so it's always appreciated. Thank you.
1: 50,000 watts of power.
0: Live listeners, we have music on with music off. Coming up next, the air. boom, boom is the big idea. Big idea, excuse me. Thanks for listening.
1: This microphone turns sound into electricity.
0: Falco coming up again soon. Can you hear me now? Take it easy. Stay I'm safe on. out there. Route 128. But take it easy. It's Dark and lonely.
1: I got my radio on. Take it easy. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's It's the end of radio. The last announcer plays the last record.